Welcome to the Infinity Initiative, a 10th anniversary Marvel Cinematic Universe movie rewatch podcast. Episode 4, Thor. Hello there. Welcome to the Infinity Initiative. Avengers Infinity War is just over the horizon. To prepare, we're watching all the MCU movies in order. My name is Stuart, and I'm joined by my good friend, Miss Samantha. We're big MCU, <laughs> we're big MCU <laughs> fans and are super excited to rewatch these movies. So let's dive into Kenneth Branagh's 2011 Thor. How's it going, Samantha? Uh, it's going great, thank you, Stuart. Welcome to this uh, walk down memory lane, as I've as I've liked to uh, describe it to people, because it pretty much is. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much is. <laughs> so, uh, so. Uh, people don't know. Well, I'm sure they know you from the Welcome to Level Seven podcast. So, I don't know. I mean, do you, do you have any introductions for yourself? Hi, my name is Samantha. <laughs> okay, we've we've good. We've yeah, established I, I'm also a host in Welcome to Level Seven. And and keen listeners <laughs> might might recognize her voice from um the uh the beginning and the end of these shows. So uh, <laughs> we're going to peel back the curtain a little bit on that. Um, anyway, so Thor, yeah, 2011, yes. Kenneth Branagh. Uh, some might call it uh, the best weekend in New Mexico ever. Some being Daniel. <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, that's because it is. That's that is because it is. That yes. is. Uh, I would I would have loved to have that weekend in New, Me- in New Mexico, but you know, I'm not Thor, yeah. so <laughs> it works out. Uh, what do you, what do you remember from from going to to? I mean, this is 2011. This is seven years ago. What do you remember from that time? Um. I remember watching this movie and thinking it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Just a lot of fun. Very well constructed. Um, not shocked. I, I could I could definitely see the little details that Kenneth Branagh brought to this movie. Um, very Shakespearean, very big, but there's just something very classical about it at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, which is it, that's his signature. I mean, he he goes for very big and broad and epic. Well, you know, the man's been doing Shakespeare longer than I think I've been alive. So you know, I guess it it works out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes. You, when you think of Shakespeare, you think of Kenneth Branagh. And yes, I think he's adapted every. Well, maybe not every play, but certainly many of the plays and. Um, into theatrical movies. I mean, Hamlet, Henry the yeah. Fourth. My personal favorite, Much Ado About Nothing. Yes, that is my personal. That, yes. that is my favorite uh, play. That is my favorite um, ad- adaptation. I love how many people are in that. Um, yeah, I mean, it- when when you have a movie with Ken uh, Kenneth Branagh in it, Emma Thompson. Um, Denzel Washington, Keanu Reeves, Michael Keaton, um, the kid from Oh Captain, my Captain. Oh yes, and House. Uh, <laughs> Robert Sean Leonard. I mean, this is he's he's a pretty established director, and that's my favorite movie. So there you go. Yes. 
I don't remember if I saw this before or after the Avengers. I'm fairly certain I saw, fairly certain I saw it in the theater, but I couldn't tell you for sure. Um, and pretty much I was excited because it was Kenneth Branagh, and I and I was like, oh, that's going to be cool. It's going to be fun. So, yes. Um, so what are your thoughts about it now? Have you you just rewatched it, right? Just like like literally this is fresh in your mind. Yeah, literally. uh yeah, I saw Samuel L. Jackson with the eye patch about five minutes ago. Um, <laughs> and Loki was hanging out behind him. Yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> like literally I saw it five minutes ago. Um uh yeah, it's it still holds up. The graphics are still strong. The story is still strong. The acting is strong. I know a lot of people hated Natalie Portman's acting in this movie and saying, oh, she just phoned it in and she was all wooden. No, she wasn't. No. I can name at least three other movies where her acting is what seemed that way. And this is above and beyond uh, better than that. Now, is it Oscar worthy? Of course not. It doesn't have to be. It's just a fun MCU movie. Mm -hmm. Come on. Uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but I mean, Sir Anthony Hopkins, Tom Hiddleston, yes. Hemsworth, uh, Idris Elba, Stellan Star, Stellan Skarsgård, <laughs> and this Coulson guy. I don't know who he is or where he's from or what else I might might have seen him in. But you know, there's yeah. like Clark Gregg. I think he's married to that chick that was in Dirty Dancing. Maybe, probably yeah, maybe. actually. I'm not sure. I don't you know. know. Actually. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I mean we have we have lots of different um lots of different stuff. I it absolutely holds up as a flick. Um yeah, it does kind of have that greatest weekend in New Mexico vibe to it. Which I was thinking about this the, the, earlier today. It's weird to me that this is sort of the comic relief. Because, you know, we had Iron Man 1, we had Incredible Hulk, and we had Iron Man 2. And yes, yes, those three are comic book movies, and yes, they are funny and fun, but not comedic, if that makes any sense. They're more action-adventure. And yes, this is more action-adventure. But there's some, like, rip-roarious laughter-type stuff in this movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I like this drink. What is it? Coffee. <laughs> Bring me another. I mean, come on. That's hilarious. Well, that's because people did not realize that Chris Hemsworth is hilarious. Yes. And here he is trying to hold it in, and yet it's leaking out of him, the comedy. It, mm. And, oh, my goodness. Um, he was the funniest thing in the movie Ghostbusters. Not to say there weren't other funny people in it, but he was the funniest thing. I still have like, not seen Ghostbusters. I still have not seen <laughs> oh, the new one. Yeah. So. It, it's a lot of fun to watch. I'm, I'm, uh, I've heard that. I've heard yeah. that. I mean, he is it, that. And, and of course, the writing and the directing for this. Yes. I mean, you have your Stanley cameo, which is the, um, you know, the guy with the, did I, did I get it? No, yeah. Stan, you broke your truck. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, there goes your bumper. Yeah. Uh, so you have you have those fun fun aspects of things. I mean, and it was followed up with a funny thing happened on the way to Thor's hammer, which is the greatest one shot that's ever existed. Um, yes, 
mainly because it shows Coulson throwing down. I mean, the guy's the guy's skills. He's got the skills. Yeah, he's got the skills. Which legitimizes the scene where he's asking uh, in this, where he's asking Thor when he first meets him, "Where did you Where did you get your training? Was it you know the Middle East? Was it South Africa?" Are you a mercenary? Yeah. Are you a, you know, and all this? And it turns out that Thor is a god that is several thousand years old. Right, right. <laughs> it's like he's a kid with, with a brand new car and his driver's license, and he's going out for the first time, and he's doing stupid stuff. Yeah, he absolutely is. And it sets him on a track, too. I mean, yes, I, you know, you might have heard about me and Thor and Dark, Thor the Dark World, and we'll get to it. I promise. I have to rewatch it too, just like everybody else. Um, so <laughs> we'll get to it and see what you know, see where his trajectory is there. But if you compare this Thor to the Thor in Ragnarok, who is literally being the king of Asgard and and you know saving all of his people, um, that's a kind of a big. It's a there's a good arc in that, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, very strong arc. Mm. It's just as uh, strong as where you see um, Tony Stark in the first Iron Man movie compared compared to what Civil War? Huge arc. I mean, even compared to Iron Man three, right? Because oh, that's true. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't even had his. In Iron Man, in Iron Man One, he hasn't had his um, come to Jesus moment. He hasn't had his rooftop experience, where or mountaintop experience, where he's, you know, the weight of the world is on his shoulders. Right now, he's just like in Iron Man One. He's just like, hey, buddy, I'm gonna be Iron Man and I'm gonna be cool. In Iron Man Two, he sort of gets tested and pushed back. In the Avengers, he is. Uh, you know he he has that moment he does have that moment and is literally on top of the world because he's in space at that one point so uh, that puts him okay. on he is yeah i mean well it, on top of the world no he's off the planet and anyways go on i'm sorry relative yes relativity yes that anyway but uh, so so thor doesn't quite have as many beats but if you look at where he is in this movie and compare it to where he is in, um, if, if nothing else, the Avengers, you know, when he takes Loki, oh, he says, Loki is our problem. We're going to take care of it because it's our problem. Um, that's kind of a big deal for, for Thor. Yeah. And then we don't see him in, uh, <laughs> in Civil War, which is pretty funny. Um and I kind of don't know where his his arc sort of leads through in Ultron, so we'll have to have to revisit that when when we get there. Um, uh, so yeah, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting movie. I like it. I do like it. This is a the important part that I didn't I just missed on my note. It doesn't leave it open ended. So if they never not made another Thor movie, it would be, you know. It'd be fine. <laughs> you could well, kind of a tiny bit um, with uh, the rainbow bridge being broken. Tiny right. bit, but you know, if they never made a sequel, it would have been okay. Right. 
I, yeah. I guess I guess what I'm saying is if they nev- never made another th- standalone Thor movie, you wouldn't need one. Like you kind of needed another Tony Stark movie, if nothing else, to like sort of set up the universe in which the MCU takes place. But this movie brings in all the cosmology, you know, yes. the nine realms and all of that sort of stuff that you kind of need to flesh out the rest of the um, the rest the of the, the rest of the universe. Yeah, yeah, this is the first MCU movie that's not it doesn't begin on Earth and it doesn't take place entirely on Earth. It does actually begin on Earth. That's right. <laughs> but but Well, no point- no no no, that that's a little um that's a little what do you call it um cuz that scene actually takes place later in the story. Oh, okay, fine. Yeah. Fine. It's just from maybe from Thor's point of view. No, no, no. I'm sorry. From Jane's point of view. Fine. And then later we see the same scene again from Thor's point of view. Uh-huh. Yeah. Technicality. It'll still stand, but oh, you're thin ice there, lady. <laughs> no, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> um, no, it's it's a uh, um, yes. It is the first movie that doesn't take place on Earth, mostly. It mostly takes place on Earth, but there are scenes of the larger universe in this movie. You know, right. you've got Odin fighting the Frost Giants on, sure, I'm going to remember that, you know, the name of that planet. No, I'm not actually. Uh, you've got, you know, you've Asgard is beautiful and there's like floating things that look like they're out of Avatar yes. and whatnot. So you've got these great... Uh, visuals and you've got on a different planet and you totally opened up to the fact that there is more to the MCU than just earth, you know, than just what's going on on our little, on our little um, spot in the nine realms. So I guess that leads us into what is it? What are we getting for the MCU out of this movie. Um, and the list is quite long. Um, I mentioned the cosmology, but we also got, you know, this is the first glimpse of our, uh, of our infinity gauntlet or infinity stone, I guess that leads infinity into, stone. <laughs> it's a, it's cause the gauntlet's not until Thor two. Right. But there is a fake gauntlet in this movie that was retconned in Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok, thank goodness. <laughs> because, I don't, yeah, I don't think they really had a full idea of what they were going to do in the overarching story for the MCU at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it was never mentioned that um, the Tesseract? Was it the Tesseract? It, yeah, it is the yeah. Tesseract. Yeah, they, it was never mentioned that that was an Infinity Stone. But it still appears in the movie. Well, that to in the me, same room with the gauntlet. I mean, I don't think it becomes an Infinity Stone until they do something to it in a movie down the road, and I forget where that actually is. But oh, I think it was the first Avengers movie. That could be they they do yes. something to it, and then it becomes an Infinity Stone. And to my knowledge, now, dear listener, if I'm wrong, please correct me. But to my knowledge, Thanos doesn't have all the Infinity Stones yet. Or any of them. 
No. He doesn't. No, he does so, not. So the so this Infinity War is going to be him collecting Infinity Stones, the the least of which is the Tesseract, which I think has a different name. I'm a bad. I wish Ben were here because it'd be like, what yeah. is the name of that? What is the name of that stone, Ben? And he'd be like, well, blah blah blah. Oh um, uh, yeah, I I can't, uh, I can't remember either. And I was just watching the movie. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't think that they show the infinity stone or say what it, they don't say, by the way, the Tesseract is this infinity stone later. I think they say, say what it is later. Isn't that the one that gets put into, uh, to what's his face's head? The mind stone. Um, the, the mind stone is the one that was put into vision's head. Right. But isn't this that? I think so. Okay. Yes. See, what's going to have to happen, listener, is you're going to have to li- keep listening to as we progress through these movies so that we can come back and be like, yes, it is the Mind Stone. And we know where all the Infinity Stones are. Um, Hold on. I can look it up. You keep talking. Uh, yes. Okay. So okay. what else did it give us? It gave us Lady Sif, who is amazing. Yes. And she shows up on uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, and she calls Coulson Son of Cole, which I love. I, I don't know why I like that, but I do. Um, this is our first glimpse of Hawkeye. This is our first scene with Hawkeye in it. So we had um, we had the uh, Natasha Romanoff um, Black Widow in Iron Man 2. And she was a breakout star. And now we're having Hawkeye in this movie. And he's kind of a breakout star. So I'm interested to see. Maybe he'll get his own movie or at least a stint on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or something. I don't know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of S.H.I.E.L.D., we get a bigger understanding of sort of how it works and and what's going on with it. I mean, we got um, Coulson doing Coulson-y, S.H.I.E.L.D.-y, level 70 stuff. Um, they haven't changed over to the color level colors yet, so that's good to see. Um, we have Loki. Loki is a big deal in the MCU movies. I mean, he he's practically as big a star as any of the other Avengers. Um, so that's going to be fun uh, to see sort of his rise and fall and and rise and fall and rise and fall and rise and fall and throughout the course of these. Next few movies. Um, we talked about the MCU cosmology uh, and the idea that aliens. First off, it's aliens. Like, <laughs> this is the first, yeah. you know, it, if you think about it, Iron Man 1 didn't have any aliens. Iron Man, or Incredible Hulk didn't have any aliens. Iron Man 2 didn't have any aliens. Um, so th- to have Thor have aliens but then not even like bat an eyelash it's not even mentioned um it's not even a deal and it really isn't even a deal until um until uh adventures when nick fury says something like i forget exactly his line but he's he points to thor and says he fell out of the sky we accelerated our threat level and like that's the first time that uh, aliens are really like known to be bad. So this time we have, you know, the God of thunder coming down. I guess aliens were bad 
But they showed up and they weren't a big deal, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yes. Um, and so now we have aliens, but then we also have the idea that aliens aren't always little green ET monsters who um, help you phone home. Like they or can, blue. Or blue. They can be they can be not good things. They can be good things too, but they can also be mean. You know? Right. And and it kind of I'm referring to the frost giants at that point. Um, yes. So there's a lot in this movie and it does add sort of this entire new dimension to the MCU. Yes. Okay, so the gem we saw was the Tesseract. It is the space gem. Okay. And then in the Avengers, we have the space gem, and the mind gem is in the scepter that uh, Loki carries around. Right, but I thought the I thought, and again, we'll have to figure this out. I thought that the Tesseract went into the scepter. No, it did not. Two separate gems. Oh, I wonder yes. where that gem came from then. Weren't they like scattered across the universe? Because if they were all brought together, that they would be a very destructive force. Right. But where, did which it is come why from? they're building. Where did it come from in the movie? Like, how does, how do they explain that? Um, Odin took the Tesseract from the, the ice giants. Right. At so the th- same time that he took Loki from the Ice Giants. Okay, so where does the where does the mind gem come from the scepter? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Probably the same locker. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, because we, as we find out as the movies go on, there's in that vault there is so much. Right. So yeah. much. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I'm excited to rewatch these and sort of go. Oh, that's where that came from. And oh, that's, you know, check off Chekhov's Infinity Stone. Find yes. out where they where they belong. Um So, and then we'll, you know, once we get to once we get to May the 4th. I can't believe that this comes out on May the 4th. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the first time an Avengers movie has come out on May 4th. Cuz the Avengers 1 came out on May 4th. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's right before that big Memorial Day weekend. Of course it's going to come out then. Can you believe we get three MCU movies this year? Didn't we get three last year? We did. Yeah, we got uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, Mm -hmm. um, Thor Ragnarok, and what else? It was like Um, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange was oh i have it right here in front of me i think it's dr strange dr strange came out in 2016 and 2017 uh guardians of the galaxy 2 spider-man homecoming and thor ragnarok so that was this year guardians right thor and and spidey right and then next year, in a few weeks, we get uh, Black Panther, and then we get yes. Infinity War, and then we get Ant-Man and the Wasp, yes. which yes. is going to be fun. Um, okay, so do you have any any final thoughts? For I have a couple. Go for it. So this is where we are introduced to Thor's hammer. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, and which is very important as the uh, as the series goes on. It's as important as uh, the uh, uh, Captain America's shield or or um, Iron Man's armor. I mean, it's it's like their signature item. It is absolutely his signature item. I mean, he looks at it and he, without Thor's hammer, he is not Thor. Right. And and that's portrayed in this movie because of the you know he doesn't get it at the beginning. Well, it's right. taken away, I guess is is the better way to put it. Yeah. Uh, and well, we also see that it's extremely powerful. It's made. It's forged in the heart of a star, which I I just love that bit. Um, it's it's just very like romantic, and I don't mean in like the sense of oh Thor and Jane. Oh no, no, I mean like the old school back to nature. Right. Right. Romantic. I mean, um, it's made out of star stuff. That's kind of cool. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's extremely dense. Um, only Thor and Odin can pick it up. And when Thor behaves badly, Odin says, if he's not worthy of it, he can't pick it up. <laughs> and, and Vision can pick it up now. Yeah, Vision can pick it up. Um, it was hinted in, was it the Avengers 2? Avengers 2. That... Where Captain America could, or Steve could not pick it up, but he could wiggle it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I, I believe in the comics um, that um, Black Widow could pick it up. Really? Yeah, which is why in that scene where they're going around and taking turns in, in Avengers 2, where they're taking turns picking it up, that's why she turns it down, because that might have been a plot point later in the series, but... Uh, if you have seen Thor Ragnarok, you know it's now gonna it's not gonna happen. <laughs> Which is too yeah. bad because that would have been really fun because she's been kind of shaped as um sort of a, a gray character. Yeah, she's yeah. Well, I think the the terminology is she's got a little bit of uh black in her ledger. I right guess is, is the way they is the way they put that. Um, right, which hopefully I think they they can go into depth in the Black Widow movie. Yes, yes, I am so excited for the Black Widow movie. Yes. I'm so glad they're making it. Um, so yeah, I you know I really again I really did like this movie. I'm I'm glad it I'm glad it got made. I'm glad it got made in the way it got made. Um, I'm glad to see they they allowed a classically a classical like romantic um, director to do that again, the, not the, you know, bubbly cutesy romance, but like the literary term romantic, you know, big epic Shakespearean um, director to do this. You know, I, I, it, it needed that for the first one. I, I wish it would have, wish it would have stayed on for the second one. Um, But you know, it is what it is. Yes. Um, I also have one more thing to talk about. Do it. Okay, so there is a bit of a acting triangle that happens be, uh, between this movie, mm-hmm. Once Upon a Time, and Star Trek the, the uh, Star Trek the two thousand nine movie. Now, I just want to point out, dear yes. listener, I did not bring up Star Trek. <laughs> It was me. <laughs> so, uh, and so, if you're a hot mess about it, oh, that's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> get your own show. 
<laughs> no, so are you talking about how Thor is actually a member of the Ten Rings? No, I'm talking about uh, Chris Hemsworth uh-huh. and Josh, Josh Dallas both appear in this movie. Josh Dallas played uh, Findle. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And he left uh, the role um, to because he was picked up in Once Upon a Time on ABC. Mm-hmm. And he plays Prince Charming, mm-hmm. who is the father of Emma Swan, who is mm-hmm. played by Jennifer Morrison. Who is who, Thor's wife and Captain yeah. Kirk's mom. In, in Star Trek. Yeah, two, the 2009 Star Trek. Mm-hmm. The reboot. Um, so, yeah, there's... And so there's, like, this really cool acting triangle going mm-hmm. on there. And every time I see Star Trek, I think, oh, Captain Kirk's parents are the god Four. of thunder. <laughs> yeah. And the savior of Storybrooke. <laughs> and the savior of Storybrooke. But, you know, I still I still think that, that the god of thunder is is on a mission from the Ten Rings leader. Because the mm. guy, the so in um in in Star Trek, uh, in Star Trek two thousand nine, the 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 first captain of the Kelvin says, "It this is your command now, Captain Kirk, or whatever," and and gets goes off and gets killed by some Romulans. That guy is the big bad guy in Iron Man one. Hmm. He's the he's the terrorist leader. And that guy is a member of the Ten Rings. So Ergo Wait, hold on. No, it's not. It's not the same actor. Yeah, it is. No, it isn't. Uh the bad guy in that Star Trek movie was played by Hold on. No, it's not the bad guy in the Star Trek movie. That's Eric Bana. Yeah, Eric Bana. Who was the original Hulk, but let's not go there. No. I'm talking about the 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 captain of the Kelvin. So that wasn't played yeah. by who I think it is. Uh, he's been knighted by the Queen, and because I remember that he, you now call him Sir, like Sir Anthony Hopkins. That guy, the leader of the Ten Rings. I am trying. No, I will have to go and watch thinking, that movie later. You're thinking of. Mm, no, Iron Man 1, not Iron Man 3. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, hold on. IMDb, let's do this. Google is the best. We're gonna be the best at the Google. Okay, so Iron Man 1. Uh-huh. Guy, Ten Rings. I didn't realize that, I, I didn't think that Ten Rings appeared in Iron Man so, One or did I overlook it? it? Well, it's not. It's not called out for sure. Um, it's not. Uh, see, Iron Man One. Um, it's not called out. So it's not like he walks in and is like, "Hey, I'm a member of the Ten Rings." So Raza is his name. Raza. And he oh, is, that is the actor's name is Farron Tahir. Farron Tahir, and he was, and he is the captain of the Kelvin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, he also played Captain Nemo in uh, Once Upon a Time, which I did say to you guys uh, in our chat earlier. But um, <laughs> uh, if you um, have heard of our Once Sister Upon, 
yeah, our our sister podcast uh, with for Welcome to Level Seven is um, the Once Podcast, which covers mm-hmm. Once Upon a Time. It's a it's a really great podcast. Go and listen to it. I think that's the podcast that you and I, Stuart, were listening to that got us interested in Welcome to Level Level Seven in the first place. So we th- should all be thanking Daniel J. Lewis. We should all be thanking Daniel J. Lewis. Thank you, Daniel J. Lewis. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yes, uh, there is that connection, too. <laughs> so, uh, that was a very long, long <laughs> way to, to, to go to get there. Yeah. Uh, yes. So, anyway, thank yes. you for listening. Did you have anything else? No, I am looking forward to the next time we record together. Uh-huh. Because I love recording with you, Stuart. <laughs> Good. I, <laughs> I think it's fun, too. Uh, so, thank you for re-watching Thor with us. I hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to share your thoughts with us, head on over to welcometolevel7.com forward slash feedback, where you will find a great many ways to keep the conversation going. Welcome to the Infinity Initiative is a member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Once again, thank you for listening. Next episode, Captain America, the First Avenger.